0: Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber B. Swenson. Today's episode is called Learning to Be Grateful. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school. I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God and I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell we are coming up on the thanksgiving holiday here in america and it's supposed to be a day one day a year where we pause and we really say thank you lord for everything you have given us thank you for our food and for um, all the blessings that you have bestowed on us. Thank you for our government and freedom of speech and freedom to worship. But if we're honest, the last several years we've gotten really lousy at doing this. Not only are we not pausing anymore, but we've made it another day of consumerism. Where we shop and we go out in the middle of the day, we don't let other um, people who work at the stores have their holiday. And we've really botched this up. So maybe this will be the year, thanks to COVID, that um, that will all come to an end and we'll learn to once again pause and have one day where we, as a nation, say thank you, God. But I'm going to challenge us to do more than just have one day a year where we are grateful. I want to challenge you to really make being grateful your lifestyle. So I, this has been really a profound part of my year this year. So early on in the year, I did not have a great outlook. So in March, when all of all of this went down and things were shutting down and school closed, um, we found out that my husband's floor would be one of the floors that would be accepting COVID patients. And so I went through this whole, you know, I, I got really scared. And um, it was, it was really difficult. And during this time, um, a book came out that I was part of editing and also writing. And, and so um, one of the co authors said to me, well, why don't we get together with some other women? Let's, let's offer a Bible study. Let's each teach our chapter and, and let's do this via Zoom and let's let's see where we go. And so I thought that was a, a great distraction and, you know, why not? So we started planning the study. And in the process of planning it, uh, you know, some things started going wrong because nothing goes without a hitch, right? So um, I texted her one day and I said, you know, I was just kind of complaining about what was going on. And she sent me back the neatest response. She said, Amber, have you ever read the book One Thousand Gifts by Anne Voskamp? And I said, no, 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 I haven't. And she said, okay, well, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> so she sent it to me. And uh, that was her way of saying, you know what? You need to learn to be grateful. So if you are familiar with Rhoda Woolley, she wrote the chapter on joy in the book that I'm talking about. And she talks about how when you learn to be grateful, so when you choose to see things that you can thank God for, um, your, your brain starts doing that more. So your thoughts actually take a different path. And she would tell you the technical terms, which I'm not going to do it because I would totally get it wrong. But um, basically, as I was looking at this more, there was a study uh, from Harvard that actually compared being grateful to having a gratitude muscle in your brain. So basically, the more grateful you are, the more grateful you become. Because as you work this muscle, you start seeing more reasons to be grateful. And not, by the way, just when things are going great. You learn to be grateful when things aren't going exactly how you planned. So this morning, as I was trying to record this podcast... Uh, The program that I use crashed not once, not twice, but three times. I started to record and I got about 17 seconds in. And then I had a little note that said, you know, it's crashed. So I went through and I scanned the drivers and they didn't need to be updated. And I deleted a bunch of stuff on my computer to store up uh, or to free up some storage space. But as I was doing this, I thought, you know, I can be grateful Because this hasn't happened when I was recording all the other times. So you can always find reasons to be grateful if you're looking for them. And if you train your brain to do this. So Elizabeth Elliot, now she was the wife of Jim Elliot, the missionary who was killed in Ecuador. She said this, it is always possible to be thankful for what is given rather than to complain about what is not given, one or the other becomes a habit of life. And I think habit is the key word. What is going to be the habit of your life? Are you going to be a person who chooses to complain and chooses to see everything that's going wrong? Are you going to pick up the phone and find somebody to tell what all has gone wrong in your life today? Or are you going to find things To be grateful for. How can we be grateful in the bad? Well, look at the people of Israel. I think they're a pretty good example to us of what not to do. So God had just rescued them from Egypt in dramatic fashion. I mean, we saw the plagues. We saw the parting of the Red Sea. We saw the enemy drowning in the Red Sea, right? And all of a sudden they go, wait, I'm, I'm thirsty. And there's no water? Well, let's just go back to Egypt. Or I'm hungry. Where's the food? Let's just go back to Egypt. Now, God had proven his faithfulness already. And you'd think that the obvious thing to do is to just pray. God, if you had the plagues happen, and if you parted the Red Sea, surely you can give us water. Surely you can provide us with food. But they chose not to do that, even after God provided water for them once, that still didn't become their norm. They still went back to that complaining lifestyle to the point that when they got to the border of the promised land and they sent spies in to see what this land was going to be like, the spies came back and they said, oh, it is so great here. It is amazing. There's fruit and it, it is just a really plentiful land. But the people are big, so it's probably not going to work out. (laughs) Complaining, grumbling, being pessimistic had become their lifestyle. Instead of seeing the reasons to be grateful and seeing the reasons that God was going to work, and he had worked. So in contrast to that, Habakkuk said this, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Why? He goes on, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. Habakkuk wasn't seeing it. In fact, what he was seeing is devastation. And yet, he was going to walk by faith. Even when I don't see it, God, I know who you are. And therefore, I have hope. And therefore, I will be joyful in you. And therefore, you will be my strength. When I don't see what's going on, what could be very good about this situation, I'm going to turn to you. And I'm going to say, Well, I still have God, and God is able to do anything. Therefore, I will be joyful. Therefore, I will have strength. Therefore, I will keep believing that God will work in this situation somehow, in some way. Boy, if there's ever been a year that things have changed dramatically, it is this year. You might not have the same job that you had eight months ago. I don't. I never would have guessed that this year I would have to quit working as an elderly companion. But that's exactly what happened because the senior living facility that I was working at has not accepted uh, visitors or anybody from the outside to come in. And so the job that I had had since 2013, that's no more. Um, Maybe you have had a lot more than just a job taken away. If you're a young person, a lot of things happened last year. There was no graduation um, service. There was no prom. There have been a lot of things that haven't happened in your life that you probably weren't able to celebrate the way you wanted to. For those of us who are older, um, isolation Man, the things that we really came to love, whether it's going to church on Sunday or getting together with friends for tea and coffee or, or, or social get-togethers or having the family over, whatever it is, a lot of those have been taken away. What can we be grateful for in this season? Well, do you have a phone? That is something to be grateful for. Last night, I had a friend call. I just think it is just an amazing thing that we can still keep in touch when we can't see each other. We have the technology to keep in touch. Um, We have done several Bible studies this year via Zoom. Man, that is something I'm super grateful for. I've not just done Bible studies with the women from my church. I've done Bible studies with women from all over the country because they can join in via Zoom. How awesome is that, man? I leave those those meetings and those studies just completely refreshed and encouraged in the Lord. Did you have food this year? I have to say we had a bumper crop in our garden. So much so that I was providing the neighbors with cucumbers and tomatoes, and um, you know, I, we just had so so much produce. Thank you, Lord. There are things that we can be thankful for. So as I was talking to my friend last night, um, both of us, our children have done distance learning this entire year, school year from school uh, from home, and so um, we were saying, you know, look at what we are missing out on. So yeah, it's not the same. We're you know our kids are are not being able to meet with their teachers in person, but they're also not being bullied. There's also not the drama. That comes with a lot of school years. You don't have to worry about the new clothes, the new show, shoes, who's better at this, you know, what sports team your child is or isn't going to make. There are some things that are okay about not going to school this year. And we have to just see those things instead of focusing on the negative, the hard um, things that come along with that. Nancy Damas Walgamuth said this, Gratitude is a hard-fought, grace-infused, biblical lifestyle. Again, that comes down to it's not just about being thankful one day a year. This really is about a lifestyle and, and fighting for it. So that means it's not in our sinful nature's DNA to be thankful It's something we're going to have to fight to do. It's much like getting to the gym. um, Or since this year, a lot of gyms aren't open. It's like getting up and working out. You know, it's not going to be the easy thing to do a lot of times. It's just going to be something we're going to have to fight to do. So how do we get this lifestyle? I'm going to give you four things. First of all, pray. You know, again, this is not our natural tendency. So we're going to have to ask God for help. We're going to need his power and his strength in our life, especially the days that we really don't feel well and the days that we see a lot of bad, the days when things don't look like they're going to work out, when people around us are sick or, or even when people around us die. You know, uh, this year, so many things have stopped death is not one of them. People are still dying. We've had a someone in our church just recently die from COVID. Um, others are in the hospital. You know, even when things are really, really bad, that's especially when we need to pray and say, God, I'm not feeling very grateful right now, but show me the things I can be grateful for. Do I still have a roof over my head? Yes. Do I still have heat? Yes, I have a cozy bed. Wonderful. Lord, you have given me not just a family, but a church family to encourage and help and support me. Number two, go to the word. So again, when we fill up on the word, that's where we find God's promises. And that's where we're going to see that God is working on our behalf time and time again. I've just done some editing of devotions, and uh, for the Advent season, and one of them was on how Mary pondered all these things and treasured them in her heart. And the question was, what are you filling up on? What are you choosing to ponder? Are you pondering the good things that God is doing around you, or are you pondering all the things that you've missed out on these years? This year, because you will have a very different perspective depending on what you have cho- chosen to focus on. Number three, see God's provision and look for the good. And again, this is a matter of looking for it when you don't see it otherwise. It's going to be a matter of seeing the ways that God has provided for you, even in the midst of the things that you don't have. And then after we've done that, number four, we want to share our gratitude and encourage one another. So when you call a friend and you check in on them and you of course want to hear the things that they are struggling with and the things that have been hard and the things that you can pray for them with, but you also want to encourage one another on, but God has has done this and God is still doing this and we still have this. Those are the things that are going to encourage us to keep going forward when a lot of things seem like they're steps back. So we really want to work on this and we really want to work on being a people that are grateful for all that God has done for us. This has been Little Things because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. I can't thank you enough for your prayers. They really keep us going at Time of Grace. You know what else keeps us going? Time of Grace is 100% donor funded If you'd like to support us, you can find a link on just how to do that in the episode notes. Thanks for your consideration.